All right. Welcome back, everyone. It is Thursday, year of our Lord, August 3rd, 2023. It is a good time. I cannot find my... Okay. Sass. Um, also, does the video look better today? Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe better lighting. I don't know. We'll make it work. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another Informed Daily. I am your host, Anthony Cabasa. Today, we're going to be talking about... Um, NIH officially selects its new director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Jean Marazzo. Marazzo. Um, we'll dive into that. Uh, Georgia Sheriff on Trump Probe will have a mugshot ready for you. That's right. In case you have missed all the other podcasts for whatever reason and you're tuning into this one, I have uh, been telling you guys that it looks like Donald Trump will be indicted a fourth time over in Georgia, and it looks like the sheriffs have already been tipped off uh, because they are now publicly stating that Donald Trump will get no special treatment whatsoever and that they will 100% be taking a mugshot picture of the former president who lost fair and square in the 2020 election to President Joe Biden, in which he's actually, he Donald Trump is working very hard to try to overturn that election and um, that's what they're getting him for. He tried to steal the election from Joe Biden, who got the most votes than any other president in history at 81 million votes. Do not question it, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Elon Musk makes some very important uh, creator uh, announcements over on X, formerly known as Twitter, which is interesting because I go to Twitter.com forward slash Elon Musk and then it shows up. It's not X.com. Um but we'll, we'll dive into that news as well. Canadian, this is for the women in the chat. Ladies, hey ladies, ladies. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife separating after 18 years of marriage. hey I know how much you guys love a good-looking, tall, handsome man. Look no further, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some good news for you guys today. We break it down. And then, of course, as the title here suggests, Mr. Ron DeSantis accepts Sean Hannity's offer to debate Gavin Newsom. Quote, let's get it done. This is a debate for the future of the country. What very interesting framing, Mr. Ron DeSantis. And we'll dive into that. And then lastly, I've got some uh, somebody linked uh, one of the articles that they wanted me to include today. Journalism professor claims children should be exposed to adult genitalia to prepare them for seeing naked trans people in locker rooms in shocking jab at swimmer Riley Gaines. Interesting. Remember when they said this wasn't happening and now we've got college professors talking about this? Mm. Very interesting, right, ladies and gentlemen? But before we get started, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure we you hit that subscribe button. Uh, make sure you hit that share button. And uh, a quick side, quick side note, as you guys know, it is the road to 2024. Yesterday was the first very official launch of our Wednesday segment. We have a new producer. We have editors. Uh, we are going to be pumping out reels for that. Where It's all about having a conversation, creating culture. That is exactly what, we, what we're doing. Saved up enough shekels. We're able to do that every Wednesday now, but we need your continued support. Please, if you do not already donate uh, monthly, help keep the lights on. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Anthony. You can sign up for as little as $5, $10 a month. That's it. All the way to 2024. The last thing I would hate to do is that we could have done more. 
uh, but unfortunately we just didn't have the financial support to do more. You don't want to be sitting in 2024 knowing that you could have helped us flip seats, that we could have helped California out across the country, whatever the case might be, having important conversations with important people throughout the country. And then come 2024, conversations never happen. There was no growth, et cetera, all because we didn't have the support that we we could have had had you just today, starting today. Uh, for, I think from today, we did the math from today to November. It's about $160. That's all per person. We're trying to get a thousand people to subscribe at $10 a month. Uh, we've had a slow trickle and I appreciate it as always the people that are already uh, donating. And so God bless you guys. May he pay it back tenfold. This money is not for my Bugatti. This money is just to help the, the, the platform grow get you the news that matters to you and then be able to share that with the people that you love, the people that need to be informed and so on and so forth. All right. First in the agenda here, NIH selects Dr. Jean Marazzo. John Marazzo or Jean Marazzo? I don't know. Jean Marazzo as the, as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. So it says here, Lawrence A. Tabak, DDS, PhD, acting director of the National Institutes of Health, has named John Jean M. Marazzo, MD, as director of NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Dr. Marazzo is currently the director of the Div Division of Infectious Diseases at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. She's expected to begin her role as NIAID director in the fall. NIAID conducts and supports basic and applied research to uh, better understand, treat, and ultimately prevent infectious immunologic and allergic diseases. Dr. Marazzo brings a wealth of leadership exp uh, experience from leading international, quote, Dr. Marazzo brings a wealth of leadership experience uh, from leading international clinic trials and translational research, managing a complex organizational budget that includes research funding and mentoring trainees in all stages of professional development. So, it looks like the new person has been uh, appointed. Uh, this is breaking news, by the way. So I don't have a whole lot on this person yet. I don't know what her pronouns are. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll hear all about that. Um, but uh, I will keep you guys posted uh, on that as we as we see what her history looks like, what she's advocated for, what her policies could look like, spearheading the next pandemic. Because as we all know, WEF leaders and science experts and Doctor experts are saying that the next pandemic is just around the corner, that we need to be ready for it because it could happen at any time, even today. <gasps> Maybe. Who knows, right? Um, so we'll keep an eye out on that. But uh, I guess congratulations are in order. Maybe? Question mark? I don't know. We'll keep an eye out on her. We'll see how it goes. But it looks like Anthony Fauci has officially. Where is that guy, by the way? Is he still putting up posters of himself? all over his room. Remember remember watching that CNN video or like a documentary? Was it National Geographic? I think did like a like a little mini docu-series docu on him or a little documentary. And then you go into his office and he's got pictures of himself all over, like paintings of himself. Pretty odd. You know what you guys need to do? Who's a really good painter around these parts? Send me a picture. Just, okay, Here's here's a challenge for you guys. There's, there's a video going around making the rounds of me with the Crusader helmet on. How cool would it be if somebody, I don't know who this would be, were to grab a screenshot of me in a Crusader helmet and then make a portrait out of it? I don't know. I, I'm just saying how cool would that be? And then maybe, like Anthony Fauci, I can go ahead and hang it 
in the background. Um, I'm not that narcissist that I would actually hang it up behind me like a portrait of me. But I do, I would have 100% just hang that up in the office and be like, hey, someone actually did this. I, I, I think that would be cool because nobody would know it's me. It's just some random guy in a suit. You know what? How cool would that be? Maybe next time I'll wear like a like a black suit with like a red power tie. Mm. The ideas are endless here. And then I put the Crusader helm, helmet on. And then that could be like a, a thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll give it some thought. Leave the comments in the – leave me some suggestions in the, uh, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. All right. This next uh, one here, also breaking news, Georgia Sheriff on Trump probe. Quote, we will have a mugshot ready for you. Mm, very interesting. Former President Trump will have his mugshot taken if, that's a big if, he's indicted over Fulton County's investigation into alleged criminal efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia, County Sheriff Pat Labatt said to local media. Through, uh, though Trump has been indicted three times and arraigned twice, he has not yet had a booking photo taken. Trump is set to have his third arraignment in federal court on Thursday afternoon after a D.C. grand jury charged him. I believe that's Thursday today, by the way, uh, with conspiracy to defraud the U.S. and other counts over alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He's not expected to have his mugshot taken, but will likely be fingerprinted once again. Now the government's got his fingerprints. Uh-oh. Uh, Labatt told ABC affiliate WSB-TV on Tuesday that Trump will be treated as anyone else accused of a crime in the in accounting, which would include a booking photo. Quote, unless somebody tells me differently, we are following our normal practices, and so it doesn't matter your status. We will have a mugshot ready for you, Labatt said. He added that the Fulton County Courthouse is preparing for the possibility of Trump's indictment. Very interesting. Hmm. It's almost like I was right. Somebody owes me money. Worth noting, even though Trump has not been asked to take a mugshot in his earlier legal proceedings, his campaign has been using fake mugshots in its fundraising campaigns and merchandise. That's pretty funny. Uh, also, some of you have asked, because I posted this earlier on my Telegram, some of you have asked if I have any plans to, like, it should Donald Trump take a mugshot? And I already know that there are some influencers, conservative mostly, that have posted shirts uh, with fake mugshots. Uh, and hey, you know what? To each their own. That's on them. But some of you have asked me if I would consider making merchandise with Donald Trump uh, mugshot, especially now if he actually does get a mugshot. And I just want to make sure that I, you guys understand this directly for me. Um, no, I have no intentions on selling any merch that is politically biased in nature, meaning not Trump, not DeSantis, not Trump making fun of DeSantis. I have zero intention. Um, and what I will say is I know that there is probably a ton of money to be made. I could probably sell thousands of shirts if I were to do it and I did the marketing correctly. Uh, it's just not my style. I, I, I've never done it before. So I feel the only reason why I would be doing it is to make money. Again, I understand that there are other influencers that are in Trump's inner circle that already do it. Uh, I don't know their intentions. I don't claim to know their intentions. Obviously, they're making tons of money off of it, and that's good for them. You know, and and if you want to support that, I I am okay with that. Again, nothing negative. I'm just letting you know my stance and why I will not be doing that. Um, again, tons of money to be made. 
uh, even if I sold a thousand shirts, you know, I'd, I'd probably make tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, just no interest. I just want to keep it honest with you guys. Uh, that's not my style. I've never done it before. Uh, even though I worked with the Trump campaign before in the past uh, with his social media team, it's just personally not my style. Um, anyways, going back into it. It says, um, the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis said earlier this year that charging decisions over the county's 2020 election probe will be announced between July and early September. The investigation has spanned two years and has involved testimony from dozens of witnesses, including Trump's former lawyers, Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman, Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican of South Carolina, Governor Brian Kemp, and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. A Fulton County judge on Monday rejected Trump's efforts to halt the investigation. So it, here's what we have right now. Here's what we know about the Georgia's potential fourth indictment. Interviews are already being had. Um, it, it looks like Trump uh, filed a lawsuit or, or filed some kind of legal paperwork. Not Trump himself, of course, but his team. In, in essence, saying like, we, you know, can we please stop this? This is nonsense, etc. And a judge has said, no, we're not stopping this. So clearly they're moving forward with potentially indicting him. We already have early reports. We already have a time frame of sorts. It's looking like early September he is going to be indicted in the state of Georgia. I don't know what will come of that personally, um, but we will see what's going to happen with that. And so I personally do believe that he will be indicted a fourth time. I may be wrong. Uh, I also do believe that the January 6th indictment and arrest is the is the big one. Uh, if, if I had to believe the of all the uh, indictments that he's faced, meaning the three that he's already been indicted to, I think the one that really will stick and I think that the one that uh, will probably help support, the, the one that will probably help support is this one that hasn't happened yet. We don't know if it's going to happen. I If I had, if I was a betting man, I'd say yes. Uh, but the one that's going to stick is a January 6th one. There was an entire January 6th committee. Uh, there was an entire process for it millions were allocated to that committee in, in investigating what really happened january 6 the media has already gone down in history saying it was the darkest day in history not even 9 11 uh could could shadow uh rather than, than uh, what happened on january 6 when millions of people died and you know police officers were murdered on that day so on and so forth according to you know uh th these uh experts expert testimonies and so only time will tell. But uh, this is very interesting. Again, I had no doubt in my mind that this would be happening. I, I saw this coming, not because I'm Nostradamus, um, but uh, just because I, I definitely uh, expect this to happen. This is a Democrats we're talking about after all, ladies and gentlemen. These are not weak, spineless Republicans who do nothing. Uh, this is Democrats who use every means and measures to, to win over their political enemies, which is why they've taken over all institutions. They're more patient, more ambitious, more hardworking than Republicans. And uh, most of the Republican, uh, not us, of course, uh, but, you know, other people. Um, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, the next one here, Elon Musk. This is just a quick announcement. These are just some like quick rapid fire things are just happening uh i want you guys to be up to date with the latest elon musk uh looks like uh with his new platform x uh that's supposed to be the everything app obviously we've got people like tucker carlson uh, that are being boosted there that are being you know this is the only platform they're gonna have uh, by the way we are streaming over on twitter right now believe it or not um and again that's because I, I like what Elon Musk is doing. Uh some of you have asked if I could please do a deep dive on Elon Musk. I, I definitely plan to do that. 
let me just say a side note, ladies and gentlemen. A couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, I asked you guys to please put me in prayer. Uh, the reason being is because I am, how do I say this without saying it? I am in talks with a, a potential business deal, business venture, uh, that would essentially elevate and change everything that we are doing here with the Inform with Anthony podcast. Uh, for the sake of transparency, um, I, I can just tell you that nothing has been signed. And so I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I will continue to operate my day-to-day -day as if nothing has changed because nothing has changed yet. Uh, but all I can say is that the prayers worked, um, that we are moving forward. Uh, we are in negotiations. And that once we put pen to paper, I will make the announcement first to my telegram. I will always let you guys know first. You guys are uh, my most loyal uh, part of the audience. You guys help with whatever we need, buying microphones, wh whatever the podcast might need. And all I can say is that your support through prayer, even if you've never donated, if you've just prayed, as I've asked, uh, has worked because uh, here we are now. And I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for what this could mean. Again, nothing's going to change as far as reporting to you guys and, and the news. Um, I might uh, be pulled away from certain days, certain times uh, due to the work that we're going to be starting. And all I can say is I'm super excited. All glory be to God. And, and I just pray that God continues to open doors and close doors where it needs to happen. Um, and so I'm just very excited. It's, um, yeah, um, I, I don't want to review anymore because, again, I don't want to get too excited. All I can say is please continue to pray for the process. Um, it, it, this is going to be, if, if God wills it, this will be a life-changing uh, for me and my family. This will be life-changing for the Inform with Anthony podcast. Um, and, you know, we'll see. And even if it doesn't, you know, it, it's perfectly fine. You know, we'll continue to chip away $5 here, $10 here. God is good, you know. So, all right, just that's all I ask. Continue to put me in prayer. Uh, but what I was getting to here with Elon Musk, I, I really do appreciate um, this. Actually, I, I think I left off with somebody was asking if I could please go a little bit in length about who Elon Musk really is his plans for the future with with AI and wanting to install chips into everyone's brains. Uh, we definitely do plan on doing that. And that's going to be part of this new venture in which we're going to be focusing potentially on some documentaries and and and, and more like deep dive-ins. And uh, we're going to have a team around that. So we'll, we'll, I'll keep you posted. Just for now, just bear with me. Um, but... Uh, I, I, again, I do like uh, uh, what he has to say. So this was this was him yesterday. This is something that he tweeted. Super important to support creators. If you can afford it, please subscribe to as many creators on this platform as you find interesting. People from every corner of the world post incredible content on X, but often live in tough circumstances where even a few hundred dollars a month changes your life. I'll be very honest with you guys. I am one of those people. A couple hundred dollars a month would be life changing. I've told you guys before. I I am not a um, I'm not embarrassed to say it. We live paycheck to paycheck, and I'm okay with that. You know, um, my financial situation is my financial situation. It's it's nobody's fault. Um, I I love what I do, which is why I'm white pilled. Which is why I come here every single day. It's not about having millions of followers. It's not about making a million dollars. I could do that. And that's the thing is people say like, well, that's your fault, Anthony. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I could make decisions uh, that would make me super rich, potentially overnight. I could I could, I could, could sell my platforms, meaning 
you guys will see an ad every single day from here on out. I can, um, there's been a lot of leftist organizations, believe it or not, that have reached out to me uh, to promote stuff, uh, the vaccine stuff, all that stuff, all, all these people, like this is stuff that a lot of people don't know. We get those emails because they see that we have a large social media, but I refuse to do it. Uh, Peloton Bike has reached out to me. They're like, hey, we'll send you and your wife free bikes. Uh, you just got to promote our stuff on your socials. I said no, because I, I don't like what Peloton is doing. Not a big fan personally. And there's been other uh, companies that they, they would happily send me their merchandise that are worth thousands of dollars that I could easily just sell on the market and just be like, hey, guys, I'm selling the Peloton bike that I was gifted. I can use a fake name, use anonymously, put it up on Craigslist. And that that free bike is now, you know, I sold it for half or or nearly new. That's if I were a lesser person personally. Uh, and again, no shame to anyone that's ever promoted Peloton or whatever. But these are the kind of deals that you guys are not privy to, but that I could be doing. So, yes, it is my fault. But the fault is that um, I try to be as honest as I can and I try to be as transparent as I can. And my mission in life is to inform people not to try to make as much money as I can. If, if, like I said, to me, what, what wakes me up in the morning is knowing that there are people that tune in. Um, I know that there was like an ongoing joke on the chat saying like, Anthony, you let us down yesterday. Uh, and I know that you guys, you know, are not like really meaning it like, Hey man, you let us down, but it is very nice to see when people, um, comment and say like, Hey man, we actually really missed you yesterday, which I'll be honest. I really missed you guys yesterday too. Um, and, and not having a podcast in the morning, um, but again, I just had personal matters that I had to take care of. And then uh, today I was actually supposed to be at a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. event. I'll be very honest with you guys because of how tired I was yesterday. As I'm driving home yesterday, I'm like, you know what? Um, I haven't received a confirmation email saying that I've been accepted as a journalist there. I don't want to ride out to Beverly Hills, not do my morning show and do this press event with Robert F. Kennedy. And then they show, they tell me, hey, your, your press credential was never really accepted, so we can't let you in. And then I have to drive back, right? Uh, usually when it does with media like that, you're sent a confirmation email saying you're good to go. Once you get here, you will have media credentials. So I said, you know what? I'd rather just do my morning show. That's not an opportunity that many would pass over, by the way, because they want to get inside the circle of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, but I will say that I have reached out to him in his campaign. I submitted my request to interview him. It is up to him if he wants to come on the show. And if he doesn't, oh, well, you know, his loss, baby, because um, he doesn't know how how lit my chat is. He doesn't know anything about how Doug is here. He doesn't know that Spirit Daughter 7 is a subscriber on YouTube. He doesn't know anything about James and his wife. Bro, can you imagine missing out on being here? He doesn't know that my sister's in here, you know, quoting my mom. Si Dios lo permite. He doesn't know anything about Nicole a.k.a. Nikki, who wakes up at 2.35 in the morning sometimes, you know? Imagine missing out on opportunity to talk to my people. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, anyways, getting distracted here. While we had previously said that X, and I love this about Elon Musk. Again, we can credit the guy where credit is due. While we had previously said that X would keep nothing for the, for the 12 months, then 10%, we are amending that policy to X keeps, no, X keeps nothing, forever until payouts exceed $100,000 and the 10%. The first 12 months is still free for all. Apple does take 30%, but I will speak with Tim Cook and he tagged him and see if that can be adjusted to be just 30% of what X keeps in order to maximize. 
what creators receive. And so this is good because, as you guys know, here on YouTube, whenever you guys donate, uh, YouTube keeps 30%. And whenever we go on Meta and you guys subscribe there, they get 30% as well. I believe Patreon, and I've always said this, Patreon allows me to keep anywhere between, I, I believe they only take 12 to 15%, depending on how small or big your page is. That's the way I have it understood. And I apologize if it's changed. And you guys are like, Anthony, I went on there. I looked at the terms. They're actually taking 20%, bro. What's up with this? It's not that I'm purposely trying to lie to you. But this is good because X has promised that they the most they will ever take away from you is 10%. And now they're saying, as a matter of fact, if you're not making over 100000 on our platform, we're just not going to touch anything. So essentially what this means is if you head on over to my Twitter, um, you can actually subscribe to be a subscriber. It's just like Instagram. Uh, my subscription is only $2.99 on Twitter. I'll be very honest with you guys. I... I already work pretty hard to make this show every single day. I, I really do. Um, and, and I have to wake up like five out, four hours before the stream to like really start researching. And I already do research the day before. Uh, there's not a lot more I can potentially do. I've, I've got to build a team around me to help because as you guys have probably seen my meta, like I haven't been able to post on meta. It, it's just a lot. Anyways, not here to try to get sympathy from anyone. But if you subscribe to my Twitter, I actually get 100% of everything. So that's actually pretty neat. Um, so if you were to sign up for $2.99, I get all $2.99 according to this post. Um, I don't foresee a time, maybe. You know what? No, no, no. That's not how we're going to talk here. I was about to say I don't foresee a time that I, may, I see myself making $100,000 a month. I will 100%. I proclaim it in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, not because I want the money, not because of that, but because we have victory in him. We will make $100,000 a month on Twitter. I profess it, and a lot of that money is going to go back to the people that have supported me through the years. It's going to go back to my community. It's going to go back to, 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 to churches, to people that really need it, to people that are living in hard times. We will give back. So I profess it, not because I want $100,000 a month, but because we want to change minds we want to change souls not for me not for the informed community but for jesus christ our lord and savior we will make a hundred thousand and when we hit that mark um then they will take ten percent <laughs> but i will let you guys know when that time comes again for conspiracy uh for conspiracy sakes for transparency sakes uh but it did say here libs of tuk tuk says it's true I think it would be helpful to be able to change the price on paid subscriptions. Is that going to be rolled out soon? Uh, so as of right now, um, I, I think with subscriptions, you can only, once you set the subscription, so I set it for $2.99 to make it easier for you guys. Uh, like, hey, you know what? What's $3? And then also here on YouTube, it's only $3 to subscribe. Um, uh, but uh, over on Twitter, I'll get 100% of it as opposed to here on YouTube, which again, it doesn't matter, guys. Like to me, again, it's not, you know, it's it's however you guys wish to support. And if you don't have, and, that, and that's okay too. Um, but essentially what Libs of TikTok is asking is, are we going to be able to change this? Like maybe we can have like a multi-tiered system the way Patreon does, where you can offer $5, $10, $50, depending on how much a person wishes to support you. But as of right now, as it stands, not even Patreon will be able to offer um or compete with Elon Musk's X because remember Patreon takes anywhere between 12% to 15%. 
Elon Musk is saying, no matter how much you make, even if you make $3 million a month or a year, whatever it is, we will only ever take 10%, which to me, that's the most you're able to keep than any other competitor. Um, and that's amazing. That's actually pretty amazing for content creators. And again, there's stipulations behind it, uh, which is why we are now going live on Twitter. Should anything ever happen to my YouTube, it's no biggie. We have more subscribers over on you on Twitter than we do. The one thing I would like is if Twitter were allow, were to allow a live chat function, um, which I'm hoping to, that he will bring onto the Twitter live stream where people can chat, people can communicate. So that way we can actually, here's, here's the thing, and I'll be very honest with you guys. Should Twitter one day be able to monetize its videos, meaning that there are now paid ads, if they're able to compete the way YouTube does, there would just be no reason for me to be YouTube at all because I have to self-censor myself. There's a lot of things. I'm reading the reports, articles. I have to do some censoring. And it's not it's not that I wish to be censored. It's just I understand platforms. And I understand that in order to, to continue my, my YouTube lives, I have to watch what I say. I'm not just going to say things that are outlandish, making wild claims, going into conspiracy theories that I wish we could talk about because it, it's not that I believe all these things. It would just be nice for people to know that, hey, there's this alternative version of, of, of events. You guys can do your research and, and make the informed decision yourself. But at that point, like YouTube would just be destroyed because if, if, if Elon Musk can bring that to the live chat where all of you can chat on my Twitter and you guys can donate to the live stream over on Twitter and, and you can drop comments and you can chat with each other, like bye-bye meta and bye-bye YouTube, you know, but YouTube still reigns supreme. Uh, I would still probably just stream on YouTube and then just let my accounts be suspended. I just wouldn't care because I'm making so much money on YouTube, on Twitter that I don't even care if my YouTube gets permanently suspended forever. Um, but that's that. Um, so Elon Musk said that it is coming soon, the tiered system over on Twitter. And it's looking like he's trying. I think he really is trying to make it a better place. Again, I don't. There's a huge. You guys got to understand. It's a huge difference trusting the guy in trusting him. And there's a big difference in being able to call out the good and being able to call out the bad. And so that's good. All right. The first real headline of the day ladies talking to you nicole talking to you mark sister talking to you sarah miss Brittany, miss spirit daughter guess what ladies that's right canadian prime minister justin trudeau and his wife separating after 18 years of marriage lucky you ladies huh um no but this is actually sad news nobody doesn't matter who the person is. We don't want anyone getting divorced, ladies and gentlemen. That's not the purpose of marriage. Marriage is supposed to last forever till death do us part. So this is Toronto. This is Associated Press. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife, Sophie, are separating after 18 years of marriage. The two sudden statements posted on Instagram. Okay, why would you post it on Instagram? That's such an influencer thing to do. The two sudden statements posted on Instagram that they made a decision after, quote, many meaningful and difficult conversations. A statement from the prime minister uh, office said that they both have signed a legal separation agreement. Trudeau, the 51-year-old scion of one of Canada's most famous politicians, was sworn in office 2015. Sophie Trudeau is a former model and TV host. The couple were married in 2005. Together, they brought star power to the prime minister's office and appeared in the pages of Vogue magazine. They have three children, 
15-year-old Xavier, 14-year-old Ella Grace, and 9-year-old Hadrian. Man, I feel for their children. That's kind of like the same ages as my kids, 16, 14, and 7. It says, quote, as always, we remain a close family with deep love and respect for each other and for everything we have built and will continue to build. It's you said on Instagram. An official familiar, uh, familiar with the matter said Trudeau will continue to live at Rideau Cottage in Ottawa, where he has lived since 2015. And the children will primarily live there to maintain stability. The official said that she has moved. Uh, she has moved to a separate Ottawa home, but will spend time at Rideau Cottage at times, including when he is traveling. The official spoke on a condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak publicly. She has played a less visible role in recent years, rarely traveling with the prime minister on official trips. The two were seen together publicly at Canada Day events in Ottawa last month. Quote, they remain a close family, and Sophie and the prime minister are focused on raising their kids in a safe, loving, and collaborative environment. The statement from Trudeau's office said the family will be together on vacation beginning next week. His office requested respect for their privacy. Justin Trudeau and Sophie Gregoire uh, met as children when she was a classmate of his youngest brother, M Mitchell, and they reconnected as adults when they co-hosted a 2003 charity gala. Trudeau is the second prime minister to announce a separation while in office. So sad news. Again, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be cheering this on. It is sad whenever we see anyone, especially when you are a role model. Um, I use that term loosely. Uh, but especially if you are a leader, you want to see people thrive. Uh, you want to see people make their marriage work. Uh, somebody mentioned yesterday in my telegram, you know, like, uh, and this is a question to you guys. Should politicians, should people that are put in leadership, if you were in that position, would you abandon office? Would you resign from office if you see that you have marriage troubles to try to save your marriage? Like, is that a thing that should be considered? Or because maybe you feel like God has appointed you to this position of leadership, you know, that you shouldn't step down. Now, me personally, me personally, I would do whatever it takes to save my marriage. In part, uh, the reason I left the military uh, back in 2016 to 17 is because I wanted that stability. I know that we had instability and, and I know that there are some marriages that can make it work. There are amazing marriages that can last through deployments that can last, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and my wife was great and she was very supportive throughout my time in the military, but obviously, you know, being away from the home, it put strain on our family. And when I left uh, the military, we were actually in a much better place at that time. Uh, but the strain was still there. And so it was one of the deciding factors, not the only of why I decided to live in the military is because I was tired of moving around. I wanted to just be at home with my children and, and be there. And again, not saying anything about anyone else. There are amazing, great dads that are able to do the deployments that the wife is able to and make it work, et cetera. Not saying we well, didn't make it work. None of that stuff. Um, maybe my wife and I will have like a podcast about this one day, just kind of talking about like our family's decisions through the years. You know, I know a lot of you have been asking uh, for like an updated podcast or a second podcast with me and my wife. Um, hmm. I just realized that I'm able to plug in another microphone onto my computer. And then we don't need two cameras. Her and I can just be side by side here. Okay. I think we can make it work. Anyways, I kind of got lost, but uh, we'll, we'll make another podcast, ladies and gentlemen.
and we'll talk about some stuff and and who knows maybe we'll do it live and we'll do it live on youtube maybe and then uh there's a way that you can actually go live on youtube without anybody being able to see the video except for people that you send the link to so maybe if you're interested in watching that conversation live here it will be here at home uh with us and then just having a conversation that way you guys can ask questions of our marriage or marriage advice or relationship advice i'll send you guys a link if you guys are really interested okay anyways uh so again tragic you know um i did pull this up not sure why does this have anything to do with today i don't think so matt wallace says rumors are circulating that justin trudeau the dictator the dictator of canada what a weird way to phrase it and emmanuel macron the dictator of france had an affair together why did i pull this up i have no idea and then here's pictures of them both um not sure if those are ai generated they look to be genuine not sure why i pulled this up this has nothing to do with justin trudeau getting divorced i have no idea why why did my producer put this in here my producer of course being me this is interesting hmm not sure why Mott wallace has posted this and there doesn't suppose there doesn't look to be any community notes this was posted yesterday and again it says this completely irrelevant tweet says rumors are circulating that Justin Trudeau, the dictator of Canada and Emmanuel Macron, the dictator of France had an affair together. And this is pictures of them embracing each other, hugging, kissing each other on the cheek. I have no idea why this is in here. This has nothing to do with what I just talked about. I have no idea why this is in here. Very interesting. I'm just going to leave that on your screen for a couple more seconds. And okay. Sorry about that folks. Not sure how that got in there um scott more and i'm definitely not saying that that's true by the way youtube don't i'm not saying that somebody posted that and i scrolled over it and i don't know what's going on here um moving on to the next official story by the way like who cares about that previous tweet Scott Moorfield, uh, Ron DeSantis accepts Sean Hannity's offer to debate Gavin Newsom. Quote, let's get it done. This is a debate for the future of the country. Huh. Interesting, huh? Hmm. Okay. Let's see what he has to say here. Of course, it's Sean Hannity, you know. Gavin, make the offer. Your answer is? Absolutely. I'm game. Let's get it done. Just tell me when and where. We'll do it. And here's the thing, Sean. I mean, in, in one respect, the, um, the debate between California and Florida, you know, has already been had, as you suggest. People have been voting on that. They've been voting on it with their feet. They have fled California in record numbers. Florida has been the number one state for net in-migration. We have the number one ranked economy, number one now in education, crime rate at a 50-year low. But in another sense, this is the debate for the future of our country because you have people like Joe Biden. They would love to see the Californication of the United States. Biden may not even be the nominee. You could have Gavin Newsom. You could have Kamala Harris. And I think if we go down that direction, that's going to accelerate American decline. We can't see America decline anymore. We need to reverse American decline. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry if you're about to miss this, if you're on the audio only. What the hell did I tell you? How very interesting for me. If you are sitting there right now and you believe that this is happening by coincidence, boy, do I have oceanfront property to sell you in the state of Tennessee. Hmm. Boy, do I have oceanfront property to sell you in Idaho. Huh. So now we're arranging debates with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis just nonchalantly throws it in there and says, by the way, there might be a chance it's not Biden. There's a chance it might be Gavin Newsom. This is the debate that needs to happen for the future of the country. Hmm. What does this guy know, huh? What is he in on? Now, hey, 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 hey. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. What does this guy know, huh? Hmm. What information has he been privy to? Hmm. Debating Gavin Newsom, huh? Gavin Newsom proposing amendments to the Constitution. Gavin Newsom throwing out billboards and advertising in states across America. Huh. Hmm. Interesting, huh, ladies and gentlemen? All right. Today, I promise you guys, we will get to piggy banks. We're going to start working on the Marcia, Sal, if you're listening right now, guys back in the office, we need a piggy bank. Um, it doesn't have to be super crazy. It's just a piggy bank. I want it to look like a piggy. Make sure it doesn't have any harmful chemicals that's going to kill people with cancer. That's not what we want. We don't want the cancer. Um, and then just put on it, Anthony was right. And then that way people can just save up and then they can sell me their piggy banks whenever uh, they're full. You know, if they so please, or they can just save it for Christmas presents. But, uh, you know, Anthony was right. Piggy banks, we need it. It's going to happen. And then, of course, the conspiracy hats, that's also going to happen. I promise. But again, if you just listen to that and let me just rewind it so that you can hear it one more time. To see the Californication of the United States. Biden may not even be the nominee. You could have Gavin Newsom. Mm. What a very interesting soundbite. Huh. Very interesting. So this is political. Ron DeSantis agrees to debate Gavin Newsom on Fox News. How interesting, because just a couple of months ago, Gavin Newsom ended his boycott of Fox News. He hadn't been on Fox News, if memory serves me well, since 2010. He was boycotting Fox News as a right-wing propaganda machine. And now they're saying that Ron DeSantis agrees to debate Gavin Newsom on Fox News. This after Gavin Newsom. Mm. <laughs> wow. What odd timing. Interesting. On Fox News, huh? The California governor has been trying to get his Florida Republican counterpart to engage. On Wednesday, he got it. Governors Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom have tentatively agreed to debate 
one uh, debate, one hosted by Fox News. The Florida Republican and California Democrat have repeatedly sparred over policies in their respective states, each representing one side of the ideological spectrum, though occupying different political perches. DeSantis, a Republican, is trailing former President Donald Trump for the Republican presidential nomination, while Newsom, a Democrat, has brushed aside questions about his own presidential ambitions to become a super surrogate of sorts for President Joe Biden. A showdown between the two seemed unlikely as DeSantis ramped up his presidential campaign, but Newsom still has spent months trying to entice his counterpart into joining him on a stage. On Wednesday, DeSantis finally agreed, telling Fox News' Sean Hannity, Absolutely, I'm game. Just tell me when and where. An aide to Newsom told Politico that the governor was also in. Huh, Interesting. So it's not just that they've agreed because he's made the offer before. They've already actually reached out to Newsom's campaign and an aide has said, absolutely, let's make it happen. It says that request for called for Hannity to serve as a sole moderator. Huh. For a 90 minute. Wait, 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 wait. It says an aide told. Let me back up here. I missed this part. An aide to Newsom told political that the governor was also in Newsom's office had sent a formal request offer to Fox News last week with proposed debates of November 8th or November 10th. That request called for Hannity to serve as a sole moderator for a 90-minute forum on Fox News that would not include an in-studio audience and would air live. Huh. November 8th or November 10th, huh? Very specific dates. Very interesting. And what's 8 plus 10? 18. And what's one away from 18? 17. What's the 17th letter of the alphabet? I'll let you answer that question. Mm, interesting. Everything's happening so fast. Grab your popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the show. The stage is set. Quote, DeSantis should put up or shut up. Anything else just is just games, the aide said. The aide said this, huh? Interesting. A debate would, to put it mildly, be an unpredicted event in modern presidential politics, even in an age of seemingly endless cable news town halls. For DeSantis, it would provide a new venue, an opponent to contrast his record in Florida after spending weeks bogged down in process, stories about layoffs, tightened campaign budgets, and nervous GOP donors. Newsom, should a, debate, Newsom, should a debate happen, would feel the weight of his political party on his shoulders under a national spotlight brighter than he's experienced before. Like he did opposite Hannity in a recent sit-down interview, he would be forced to defend attacks about the progressive policies in his own state as well as President Joe Biden's record. Huh. Defending Joe Biden's record. In his letter, Newsom's office proposed three separate debate sites, Nevada, Georgia, or North Carolina. Huh. Why not California or Florida? Why Nevada, Georgia, or North Carolina? Hmm. 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 Interesting. So much going on. And it's happening on Fox News, huh? Well, let's just bring a refresher to the table, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Guardian. This was November of last year. CEO of Fox News, Robert Rupert Robert Rupert Murdoch, tells Trump he will not back 
fresh White House bid in a new report. Uh, media mogul turns to the future Ron DeSantis after ex-president's poor showing in midterm elections. Rupert Murdoch has reportedly warned Donald Trump that it, his media empire will not back any attempt to return to the White House as former supporters turn to the youthful Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. After the Republican Party's disappointing performance in the U.S. midterm elections, in particular the poor showing by candidates backed by Trump, Murdoch's right-wing media empire appears to be seeking a clean break from the former president's damaged reputation and perceived waning political power. Last week, Murdoch's influential media empire, including right-leaning Fox News, his flagship paper, The Wall Street Journal, and The New York Post, each rounded on Trump, calling him a loser and a flop responsible for dragging the Republicans into, quote, one political fiasco after another. Today's cover, here's how Donald Trump sabotaged the Republican midterms. Interesting. Quote, we have been clear with Donald. There have been conversations between them during which Rupert made it clear to Donald that we cannot back another run for the White House, a senior, senior news source told the newspaper. Trump, who announced his, announced his intention to run for president against again in 2024 in a much-hyped TV appearance on Tuesday night in the U.S., has accused Murdoch of going, quote, all in to support DeSantis, 44, whom he has called an average Republican governor and has nicknamed Ron DeSantimonious. Lachlan Murdoch, the heir apparent and eldest son who co-chairs News Corps and runs the parent company of Fox News, has reportedly told DeSantis that the group would back him if he ran in the next election. Huh. Lachlan has been keen on run for some time, said the I-source. He's viewed within the organization as a sanitized version of Donald Trump. DeSantis, who has been called the future by the New York Post and their new Republican Party leader in a Fox News column, has not declared whether he intends to compete to be the party's 2024 presidential candidate. So just to kind of give you guys maybe a timeline, maybe not in chronological order. So Fox News has fired Tucker Carlson. Fox News is attempting to silence Tucker Carlson, which Tucker Carlson has said that Donald Trump is the only real chance we have at gaining back any kind of sanity in the 2024 White House, being able to punch back of sorts. Fox News has said they're not backing Donald Trump. Fox News has stated that they will back Ron DeSantis. Now we have Gavin Newsom, who is the rumored fill-in for President Joe Biden, who is looking more and more probable he will be impeached, attempted to be impeached, whichever you like to call it. And, man, there's just so much to dissect here. And now he's debating Ron DeSantis after ending his boycott on Fox News. I don't know if this is just me. Maybe I'm the conspiracy theorist here. Maybe I'm the one looking too much into it. But this is very interesting. What a very interesting timeline, set of events, unprecedented events. And now we've got Gavin Newsom debating with Ron DeSantis. Hmm. Very interesting. What do we make of this, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Meg says we need to back Vivek or we don't have a chance. Uh, don't know about that one, Chief. 
don't know if that's uh can it I don't know if that's gonna cut it for me. I don't know how I feel about Vivek personally, as of right now. Okay, let me ask you guys, would you rather vote for Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy? Hmm. I don't know. Something is afoot, afoot here, ladies and gentlemen. Something is afoot. I'm not trying to say there's a conspiracy here, but I think that there is an obvious agenda to get rid of Donald Trump, sacrifice Joe Biden, and now we're having debates among the two arguably top leading contenders for second place. Ron DeSantis is in second place. Gavin Newsom hasn't announced but he can still. Um, and actually, can I pull that up real quick? Can I see when's the last day to announce for president for 2024? There is no formal national deadline. This is Ballotpedia. There is no formal national deadline to file to run for president of the United States. I'll share this with you guys here. Instead, candidates must meet a variety of state-specific filing requirements and deadlines to appear on each state's election ballot. These regulations, which are set at the state level, are known as ballot access laws. They often include collecting a certain number of signatures or paying a filing fee. A presidential candidate must prepare to meet ballot access requirements well in advance of primaries, caucuses, and the general election if he or she wants to make it to the election ballot. The earliest filing deadline we have identified for a presidential state primary is October 16, 2023 in Nevada. Huh. And Gavin Newsom has proposed that they debate either November 8th or 10th in the state of what? Nevada, huh, or Georgia. And what was the other one? South Carolina, North Carolina? Huh. Hmm. So technically, Gavin Newsom has until October 16th, 2023. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. We are in for one wild ride. Huh. <laughs> it's like everything's clicking right now. You know, there are gears a grinding inside of my head. Hmm. Very interesting set of events. Lots happening. And, well, only time will tell what happens, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <clears throat> Moving on to the next one. Daily Mail. Journalism professor claims children should be exposed to adult genitalia to prepare them for seeing naked trans people in locker rooms and shocking jab at swimmer Riley Gaines. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. This has always been the agenda. I says, Professor Katja Thiem took to Twitter to say that she believed children should be exposed to adult genitalia. According to the University of British Columbia staff member, the world would thank parents for it. Thiem had been tweeting after being uh, had been tweeting after being sent a video of swimmer Riley Gaines, who has been an open critic of transgender athletes in women's sports. 
It says, journalism professor Dr. Katja Thiem, uh, Thiem, Thiem, I'm not sure, had made the comment in a Twitter post she shared criticizing swimmer and women's rights advocate Riley Gaines. Thiem, who teaches at the University of British Columbia, had been tweeted uh, a video of Gaines explaining the effects of having to compete against transgender woman Leah Thomas. In a lengthy response to the video in which Thiem blasted Gaines, she also tweeted, quote, hey, I, hey, want to know one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas? Let little children see penises and vulvas of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way. And this is the professor. I want to um, read this for you one more time in case you missed it in case you listened elsewhere, or in case you didn't hear that correctly, you can turn up your volume if you wish. In a lengthy response to the video in which theme or theme blasted gains, she also tweeted, hey, want to know one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas? Let, period, she, this person puts period after each of these words. Let, period, little, period, children, period, see, period, penises, period, and, period, vulvas, period, of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way mm. i i have to do it though i have to do it it's like calling me i have to do this just one more time I mean, it's, mm, mm. It, it's just, you know, man, it's just live and let live has led us down such a dark path. This whole mentality of, uh, well, if the Constitution allows it, who are we to question consenting children and adults for that matter? But I've long argued that this live and let live mentality is gearing us down a path that I just don't know if we can come back from at this day and age. So allow me to reread this. Because again, apparently this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's, it's really terrible. It's really terrible where we are, you know, and uh, so let me read this for you just one more time, ladies and gentlemen. In a lengthy response to the video in which theme blasted gains, she also twisted or tweeted, hey, you want to know 
one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas, let little children see penises and vulvas of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way. Huh? She continued, the world will thank you for it, and so will those children when they grow up. Theme also hit back at Gaines, who has become a leading voice against the inclusion of transgender athletes in women's sports. Hmm. And this is the original tweet here. How are we liking that live and let live, huh, ladies and gentlemen? How are we liking this libertarian utopia that we live in? So long as it's consensual, they say. Who are we as Christian fascists? Who are we as religious zealots? Who are we as religious fanatics to say, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. But hey. Just saying. Just interesting times we're living through, ladies and gentlemen. You know? It's us that's the problem. It's you and me. It's you sitting at home... Seeing this article, having heard me talk about it, and if you're even questioning that this is not a good idea, let me tell you something. There's a problem with you. You're the problem. You are the virus that they wish to destroy by any means necessary. You are what is stopping them from living out this libertarian philosophy of live and let live. Who who are you to say this shouldn't be happening? Let's just normalize this stuff at the youngest ages available. Huh. Religious fanatics, religious bigots, Christian fascists, the labels continue it is an onslaught on the christian people who are the only ones that stand in the way from this becoming realization you have university professors openly taking to twitter and saying these things out loud because they know they can they know that they are protected by the very institutions that seek to destroy and subvert hmm Very interesting. It says, according to her profile on the university site, theme was educated in Germany. No kidding. Germany. Huh. Before studying at the University of British Columbia. Let me, let me, let me see something real quick. 
I just want to pull something up. Professor Hacha. Hacha Thema. Hmm. Not Wikipedia, huh? Let me see one more thing. Very shameful that there's no uh, Wikipedia. Very shameful. Where's your tweet again? Let me see here. Dr. There it is. Oh, no. She went private. Very, very shameful. Very, very shameful. Hmm. All right. So it says they lean on coaches, tell trans folk to change elsewhere. Coach says, no, we can't. That's discriminatory. They lean on the club admin. Send a warning message to all members that trans folks are using these facilities. Admin says, hell no. That's crazy and would be very wrong. They contact Riley Gaines or other transphobes of their choice. Their organized protests, events, meetings, hearings, and whatnot. Since her threat, Theme has now turned her Twitter prof uh, profile private. Dailymail.com have approached her for comment. Theme had been widely criticized with one person claiming her tweet was a def definition of grooming. One person said, so now to accommodate men in frocks, we have to routinely expose genitalia to kids. Do these people never consider other people have different beliefs? Uh, and then here's a couple of tweets. If this woman has children, she needs to be investigated. She is sick. Hashtag groomer. So now to accommodate men in frocks, we have to routinely expose genitalia to kids. Do these people never consider other people have different beliefs? They don't care about your beliefs. They only care about theirs and how they're going to win. Rebecca Downs says this is the absolute definition of grooming. I would be interested to see if the university has done anything about this, though knowing how liberalism is so pervasive in academia and in Canada, I sadly doubt it. They probably cheered it on. I agree with that. It says another posted, this is the absolute definition of grooming. Oh, I reread that. Um, Gaines had previously slammed her rival Leah Thomas after she called on President Biden to let transgender student athletes compete against her against their choice uh, gender unimpeded. Gaines was left disgruntled after Thomas appeared in a video slamming Biden's proposal to alter the current Title IX civil rights law, which prohibits sex-based discriminations in schools. That's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are. Hmm. She has the eyes in her handle, in her hex handle. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Her profile just says the epitome of the historical lift wing. Pronouns on chess, she, they. Interesting. She does have a link to her website. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see to do a little bit more uh, investigation on this woman, who she is, and why she believes the things she believes. But uh, this is the world that they want for you. This is Genevieve Gluck, woman, read woman over on X. It says, Chloe, a man who identifies as transgender, makes ASMR videos dressing up in women's and girls' clothing. Some videos are directed towards children. 
One video depicts a violent abduction and torture fantasy. Chloe is allowed to use facilities for women and girls. What's interesting about this is I was reading up in the comments and said, has this person been reported to police? And I said, yes, this person was reported over a year ago. But as you might expect, nothing came of it. And then on what platform? YouTube, no age restrictions. Interesting. So this video was on YouTube with no age restrictions. I talk about medical alternatives and I get demonetized for a year. Interesting how that works, huh, ladies and gentlemen? So let's take a look at what this very, I'm sure, sane person, tolerant person, this is the world libertarians want for us, live and let live, allow these people to serve at the highest levels of institutions so that we can normalize this stuff without further ado. You're going to have to pay close attention because it is ASMR, so they're going to be whispering. The reason why that this knife hasn't got any blood on it is because I wiped it clean with all the evidence. And these knickers are so, so comfortable and so nice. The only one problem I have is that the front of this is not big enough for my size. The reason being is because obviously down there I'm quite bulky. So your little girl here, oh, she's really beautiful. If you ever try anything funny again, I will use a knife. Just and you for the rest of our lives, Beth. That's, that's about as much as I can take. There's about another 30 seconds of this. Santissimo Dios, bro. I mean, this is a lot on YouTube. And there's no age restriction. And this person makes videos specifically for children. At least some videos. And if you don't subscribe to this person, Freddy Krueger and Jason will be at your door. You know what? I'm actually going to steal that from this person. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take it away. If you guys at home, if you listening, don't subscribe. If this person has thousands of followers and subscribers and you guys are not subscribing and leave me a five-star rating on my podcast app, Freddy Krueger and Jason are going to show up at your door. I didn't say it. This guy did. I'm just saying. Bro, this is 
This is the world that these people want you to live in. They want to subject you to. Um, I know I, I sometimes mockingly say it, but this is the world that libertarians want for America and the whole world. It's um, live and let live. I have um, different views. Views, I go against YouTube's guidelines in terms of services, which is fine. Spares me from being able to be completely honest about my political views. <laughs> but holy smokes, man. I mean, watching this and then reading the tweets that I just did, man. I got to put the helmet back on. No, we're not going to do the helmet. We'll, we'll, I mean, you know. What are we doing, man? You know, what 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 are we doing? What are we tolerating? What is going what is going on? Santo Dios. This is just uh sometimes it's too much, man. You know, it's like I tell you guys, I go to sleep and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that um I wake up tomorrow and the news is gonna be crazier. There's no way. No way. And then I wake up tomorrow and the news is crazier. We've got Governor Ron DeSantis agreeing to debate Gavin Newsom because apparently there will be no Trump or Biden for 2024. Ron DeSantis' own words. We've got college professors talking about how we need to normalize this stuff for children. No disciplinary action from Justin Trudeau, the guy getting divorced. And I think to myself, there's no way tomorrow can outdo today. And lo and behold, tomorrow always, <laughs> tomorrow always finds a way to outdo today. Man, it's just, you know, when you wake up in clown world, this is what we're living through. But it's got to happen, man. This stuff has to come to pass. It's got to get that bad. It's got to get that bad because only and only then will finally enough people have said, all right, I've seen enough. We can only hope and pray. Fortunately, too many Christians still sitting on the fence, too many libertarian Christians, too many constitutionalist Christians that say, well, hey, the Constitution allows it. Who cares, man? You know, just just pray for them. We just need to be praying for them, guys. You know, couldn't be me, man. Couldn't be me. Imagine being a Christian thinking that your job as a legislator is to allow the satanic temple to run around and perform unbaptisms and religious abortions. Imagine, imagine being a Christian and thinking, hey, we founded this country. Maybe one day. I can't wait till we have satanic abortions because that's exactly what we want in this country of ours. And I can't wait until we normalize pedophilia um, under the guise of minor attracted people because, man, this constitution, it's just going to be so free for everybody. I can't wait until our enemies, literal Satanists and pedophiles, rule over us using the constitution. Man, I can't wait. Imagine being a Christian that just shoves this off because, well, the Constitution allows. Who are we? Who are we? But 
again, it's a win-win. I, and I've said this a long time already. It's a win-win for us, really. And by us, I mean the Telegram gang, the people that share the videos and the memes that we're not supposed to be sharing the video of the memes of. Videos specifically uh, that might have some, you know, stuff. I'll leave it at that. Um, not for us. For us, it's going to be a win-win. If Donald Trump wins, we win. If Donald Trump loses, we win. And what I mean by that is called acceleration. Acceleration is essentially kind of an ideology, uh, kind of this idea that the faster we go into decline, the faster we can go into rebuilding stuff. The faster the fire consumes us all, the faster we can finally be reborn out of the ashes and start something anew. What that something will look like, I don't know. But I have a feeling, historically speaking, of course, that it will not be democratic in nature. And I'll leave it at that. But as always, I have faith. We have to have hope that things will change. But only things only change if you create the change. You have to be willing to create the change you wish to see in the world. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I bid you guys adieu. Thank you guys so much for joining me uh, this Thursday, August 17th. We went over all the stuff you guys wanted to go over. Um, if you haven't, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share this with at least two friends this week. Uh, share it on your socials. Uh, go on and head over. Uh, we do have some uh, great content coming out. And uh, can't wait to discuss more with you guys. Uh, but with that, I hope you guys have a good rest of your Thursday afternoon. God bless you guys, praying for you guys, praying for all of us, praying for our nation, praying for, you know what, man, at the end of the day, man can scheme, but God wins at the end. So these people might think they got it all figured out for 2024, and I think that God will always come through, and we have to believe that. We have to hope that, and if and if it's God's punishment on us because we've tolerated this nonsense for far too long, then so be it. I will worship God in the good and the bad, and if it needs to get worse, which in many ways I kind of hope it does so more people can wake up and see what's happening, what's transpiring, what the agenda is, and so be it. All right, guys, you guys have a good one, and I'll see you guys tomorrow, Friday, God willing. I'll see you guys.